they've done studies, you know, 60% of the time, it works every time. Hey! We're recording the podcast! Shut up! Good morning to you, wherever you are, because it is a morning somewhere for February 20th, 2024. My name is... Bernie Burns with me sitting right over there looking happy today is Miss Ashley Burns. How you doing, Ash? Yeah, yeah, doing great. What's not to be happy about? Uh, Besides, you know, I mean, everything, the obvious. I had all these uh, <laughs> <laughs> had all these ideas. I like to give you a pithy little title every morning when I introduce you. Uh, but all I'm thinking about today is inflation, and I <laughs> didn't want to relate any of that Watch to you. her inflate. It's everywhere, Ashley. It's everywhere. It's still dog in the market. I'm very fascinated to see how the market opens today um, because there's all this like about uh, commercial real estate, among other things. Uh, the the war in uh, Ukraine is into its third year now. It's shocking that that war has gone on that long. It's weird how war in the modern era just kind of like goes into the background. Like it's not at the forefront. I know we're not we're not in the war. Neither the UK nor the US is in the war, technically. But it's weird how it does go to the background. Yeah, it's like we're really interested in our VR headsets and the fact that Bitcoin is on a run again, sort of. Yeah, but and, another inflation thing. Yeah, and yeah. and chips in our brains, and uh, they found water. Guess what? They found more water in space, Bernie. They did. Not on Mars this time. Asteroids, bro. On an asteroid. On yeah. asteroids, bro. That's actually pretty cool because well, now they're thinking, you know, these asteroids are the things that basically just go around the universe delivering life. Delivering water? Yeah. You yeah. know, the components of life that make this crazy thing we call life. <laughs> Which leads to inflation. <laughs> <laughs> like, it goes, it goes um, asteroid, the original inflator. As, asteroid brings water. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Gives a little carbon. Inflation. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, uh, so it's, and it's weird too, because we're hearing a lot about the commercial real estate, because obviously the commercial landlords are like, oh no, please everyone go back to offices so that we have something to sell and you know, charge rent for. Uh, but it's not the only thing, right? There's so many pressures on people's spending. So they'll go on and on about how the economy, like, you know, spending the metrics are great. But the reason they're like, why is no one happening? It's because food went up and and the price of rent went up. And uh, now with interest rates high to control, what else? Inflation. No one can afford to, you know, buy a, a house or whatever. So there's all these downward pressures on people's I don't know, maybe I'm phrasing that wrongly, but there's all these um, increased pressures on people's spending. So they're the money that they have isn't going as far, but they're still spending it all, right? Uh, and so economists are like, it's great. Spending is exactly where it should be. How come people can't figure out the economy is so good? Yeah. Right. They say things like that. And then they, then they say, we can't understand why the economy is doing so well and people can't seem to figure it out. And almost universally, the same answer comes back. Housing. Every single time I see, maybe I'm in a bubble or an echo chamber on it. For, you know, especially younger people online. But every time I hear someone posing that question, it's always the same thing. My housing costs are way too much. Just way, way too much. Well, you hear a lot of things, too, about the the price of rent going up. Just astronomical percentages and wages are definitely not matching that. Bro, we have... What's we, up, bro? <laughs> we live in a little bit of a bubble over here, dude. 
uh, because like yesterday we went to the grocery store, and I'm trying to think of everything we bought yesterday. We had dinner, uh, and then we went to the grocery store. We bought, which, by the way, that is being very complimentary to call our local co-op a grocery store. It is. It's uh yeah the the way it's done it's here a is a little bit differently. It's not a full on supermarket, but. Uh, because the population is broken down into more of like these towns that are a couple miles away from each other, there are also these much smaller grocery stores than what we would generally find in the U.S. And they're about the size of a convenience store, but oh, they pack in. They're bigger than that. They're a little bit yeah. bigger, but well, r- maybe you're r- right. Roughly, but they pack in a lot of stuff. Like you might got be right. I was in some like gas convenience station stores. convenience stores in the U.S. that were probably about as big as that co-op. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but they pack it a lot. They, they, you know, they've got the produce and the frozen and the, you know, the, the meats and the dairy. And they, they have a little bit of everything. We got yesterday, we got bananas. We got some bread. We got some ice cream. We got some ice cream, which was the original thing. Did we get anything for baby? We got some crisps. She got the bananas. Yeah. Uh, and so it was a couple things, and then we got two two liters of soda. Right, all of it came out to thirteen pounds. About thirteen all of pounds. that, and it is prices here have gone up, but overall food prices here are much much lower than the U.S. Interestingly enough, you see the sticker shock when you buy something that's not protected, for lack of a better term, like essential sweets. foods. Yeah. yeah, if you if you buy something sugary or if you buy alcohol, the taxes on those are much much higher, or the prices on those are much higher because I guess just the built-in tax cost. But essential foods are so much more affordable here than they are in the U.S. I went out to eat when I was in the U.S. on the first day. And I thought, I'm in Texas. I'm going to get a burrito. They have burritos here in Northern Scotland. They're not. But they kind of don't. Don't don't be <laughs> fooled. What we have is only called a burrito. It's burritesque. <laughs> <laughs> it's burrito adjacent. Burritish. <laughs> Burritish. <laughs> I went and got a burrito. Uh I don't even think I got anything that would like jump it up like guacamole or any of the classics, you know? Uh, and then I got a drink. I got a burrito, a regular size burrito. I went to Freebirds and I got not the monster, regular old burrito and a drink. And it was $18. What? It was $18. Oh my I God. was shocked. I was sh- shocked. Ashley? Bernie, were you? Surprised a little bit. <laughs> I, I'm going back to my, I'm going back to my burritish. Well, <laughs> they're I tell, cheaper. I mean, I guess the good news is just, uh, bro, all you got to do is sell your crypto, and you'll be able to afford your burrito. Yeah, it's creeping up there. <laughs> it's creeping up, isn't it? Uh, I saw this because it was very interesting to me. They were first saying that it's reclaimed its trillion dollar crown. So basically, that uh, crypto has passed or repassed the trillion dollar mark. Uh, individual uh, Bitcoin is now about 52,000, mm-hmm. which... So now it's got a market cap of over a trillion? Of over a trillion. Oh, so Sam Altman only needs seven Bitcoins seven, <laughs> in total. Seven total, seven Bitcoin, total Bitcoin money market. supplies. Yeah. Um, the, but what's interesting to me about what's happening with Bitcoin is I feel like last time it was at 52,000, it was noisy. It was mid-run, right? And it everyone was talking about it, and the FOMO Mid, was setting. It went pretty fast from 50s to 60s. It was definitely like, yeah. Or or late-run even, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in the last time, it peaked at 68,990, essentially 69. Good memory. Did you remember that? I have to look that up. I looked it up okay. earlier today because I wanted to see. I was like, this seems like it's... Also, how long was it there? Like half a second? Probably. Probably the, like who? one guy bought a Bitcoin, <laughs> and, then it, and then it just went... 
move down all the way. You know how far it went down, Bernie? I looked this up. It went down to nineteen thousand dollars. Uh, yeah, it went close to the previous all time high or right at it. Yeah, yeah I which was a scary moment. For I didn't it. realize it had broken below twenty thousand again. I knew it had got down to the twenties, and I was like, well, that's you know a lot lower than well sixty nine thousand. But I didn't realize that it actually broke below twenty. So it's been climbing since this was in twenty twenty one when it dropped. Uh, and it's been climbing very slowly and very quietly since. And I feel like right now, this 52,000 is a much quieter 52,000. Like they're trying, like they don't want anyone to notice. Well, well, you're, I don't know who they is, but those they. two thresholds you're talking about are really actually very important. The reason why uh, I think it was everyone was talking about it last time was it had blown through its previous all time high of about 19,000. Ran all the way up the twenties, thirties, forties, fifties. Well, I feel like once it, once it hit forty, I think people that FOMO was really setting in, and people were like, "Oh my god, if I had bought in at this nineteen, then I would have doubled my money and like all this stuff." And so people are like, uh, and there were also estimates. They're like, "It's going to go to a hundred. Did you know, guy bought a bought a pizza? <laughs> and they're like, "It's going to go to a hundred. So if I buy in at forty, then I'm st- you know still going to double the money." And there was a lot of that sort of they were um, tunnel visioning hundred thousand. That's call what it, a lot of people were doing. I'm gonna call it bro math. <laughs> bro math. Crypt bro math. Uh, FOMO FOMO is a, a very big deal. It's almost it is. a very big deal, and it's, it kicks in at some point. And it can be it can be really hard to separate th- yourself from that because you're all those what ifs feel very concrete when you're missing them. But my point now is that we're not yet back to the previous all time no, high. We're yeah. not, and it's been yeah. a couple years. Uh, That's but, why it's quieter now. But it, it is quieter. But it's getting close. Bitcoin at closer than I thought it would be. Two or whatever to say fifty three is kind of like Bitcoin at fourteen or fifteen before. Now the conversation so. is just like it was then. Is it going to break the all time high? And then people start to go really wild. I guess so. And you'll see those fuckers on Twitter with their charts, you know, showing you the uh, three hundred week support and all that. You know, <laughs> and they can tell you, they can tell you exactly what it's going to do. Yeah. While we're talking about inflation, though, it is interesting. Stocks are going up all time highs. Uh, Bitcoin's like approaching its all time high. The NBA. <laughs> Anecdotally, the, the NBA is inflating. The All Star Game had a combined nearly 400 points in the All Star Game between the two teams. Let me see if I can pull up the actual score here. Yeah, the winning team scored 211 points in the All Star Game. That seems like obviously not uh, that seems obviously like not related, but it's funny because everything's inflating. One of the things about cryptocurrency. Bitcoin in particular, is that it's supposed to save us when all the fiat currency collapses. It's not, though, because last time— Well, you don't know that it's not. Don't say, don't okay. say, don't say okay. you, you know it's not going to. All gonna. right. Well, aside, but it has proven so far— I can see—Bernie, I can see the future. He's, he's trying <laughs> He's trying to kill you. Uh, okay. Uh, no, you're Sydney right. Sydney Sweeney's going to be taking over your role in, <laughs> in a week and a half. But, like, it, 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 I think Bitcoin had a chance to prove itself, pandemic, and now here was suddenly— Bitcoin was going to be this thing that was a huge weapon against inflation when monetary systems or fiat currencies start to fail. Here we're seeing a huge challenge to fiat currencies in the form of massive inflation. And Bitcoin was like, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this that's the thing is right. Like last time, the the dro- a lot of drop in Bitcoin has mirrored drops in other parts of markets as well. And it, right. it hasn't actually been the safe haven that it's been touted as. It's just another... It's just another place to bet your money. And because we've had inflation for a while now, and Bitcoin was kind of lagging for a little bit, it, I think, personally, my my personal 
unsubstantiated opinion. Not financial advice. Is that the Bitcoin halving event is what's causing this. This seems like a normal part of the cycle for Bitcoin. Probably that. And also that was it last month. Um, it was added to the, what, the stock ETF, exchange, yeah. the ETF. Yeah. They got approval to be an ETF. That yes. was a big so one. That that, was a really that's big probably one. built it because I think it was in the 40s yeah. when that happened. So it has built up a little bit since then. But I... I don't follow crypto super closely. I do find it interesting from purely outside looking and going, oh, what's, what's the fun math today? I think it's really cool from a like an encryption standpoint because it, it gets the average person a very rewarding way or, or should say a very high, heavily invested way to educate themselves in encryption, you know, which I think is, is cool. I think people should know about that anyway because I, we put out those two videos in a podcast a long time ago. But, uh, you know, that's going to become more and more important as machines get better and better. I mean, we're seeing how machines affect every part of our life. Um, wait until all of our privacy is just gone. Like, there's no privacy. That will be fascinating. Yeah, It's, inter it's interesting. Oh, sorry, go ahead. It's, there are already, like, weird little things. And this is purely a, a tech glitch. But uh, do you know the camera system-wise? Uh, yeah, I saw the headlines. A, What's was going a, on? There was a tech glitch that allowed about 13,000 uh, people to see into each other's homes. Whoa! They were able to see through each other's cameras. And could they see like they're like actively into their cameras? Or I don't know the details, but it great. was yeah. We got a bunch of emails from Wise. I think I think we might have had one on the chickens at one point. <laughs> um, and because we still have the account, they sent out a bunch of notices. No, Wise. We bought some stuff from Wise back in the day. Not cameras. They were one of the people during COVID who shifted some of their production to making masks and thermometers. Oh. And we can remember those little, like, we had all the same little, they were super smooth-looking, no-touch thermometers. I do remember those, Start yeah. to sound like crazy people when we talk about time, how we reacted to things back then, you know? Like, we were all, like, measuring each other's temperature, like, 10 <laughs> times a day or something like that. But, um, yeah, so that was, Wise was one of the companies that, shifted and produced those kinds of things. And that's how I think we learned about them because I'd never heard about it before. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, so if you have wise cameras, just, you know, heads up, check your email. Yeah. I'm always trying to be as careful as I can be with wear, that stuff. Wear your underwear. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, if you have those security systems, you're also depending on internet as well, which is not what you want to do. You know, we, we, our security systems are independent. Uh, they have their own cabling and everything else and run to their own secure stuff. But you not everyone takes security that seriously. Some people just want to see if like they're getting a package at the door or something like that. But you definitely don't want other people <laughs> seeing if you have a package at your door or a package, you know, in your house. <laughs> <laughs> what packages you carrying around? That, that sucks. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> start getting you start getting notifications for someone else's house. A package has been delivered. There's a package in your bedroom hallway. Yeah, there <laughs> What's is. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Package spotted. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but um, you know, it's privacy is a little bit like the other things we're dealing with with AI. Like AI is rapidly challenging work and it's challenging people's work in very specific sectors. Like art's a big one right now, you know, and digital creation Writing. essentially. Yeah, digital creation. Anything that anything that is you can create on a screen is now being affected by it. And it's it's like everyone's taking different turns dealing with that. And privacy and work are kind of the same thing. If we're gonna have this big revolution of work, it has to happen all at once. It can't happen to some people. You know what I mean? You can't like like all like move into the same industries that aren't being affected because there's not gonna be enough jobs for everybody. So it's like we either have to do the work thing all at once, kind of like when was it Sweden? change sides of the road and they did it all in one day. 
because like privacy is the same thing where it privacy as a concept is bizarre that you would have as a human, you would have things that other people don't know and aren't allowed to know by default. But privacy is really kind of dangerous when some people have it and some people don't. But if everyone has it or if everyone doesn't have it, then it's okay. Like if I could look up every bit of information about you, Ashley, and you could look up every bit of information about me, that's a level playing field. That's okay. It's weird to us because we live in the privacy world now. But if you could look up every single thing and nothing was private, that would actually be an interesting world to live in. I think it would be a lot easier world to navigate, you know, if nothing was private. But you can't have some for some people and less not, for, other people. for other people. Yeah, you can't have that. That date, by the way, that Sweden changed roads, September 3rd, 1967. And I'm going to tackle the Swedish word. Hoger traffic come lagen. It translates to the right-hand traffic reorganization. <laughs> Nailed it. Yep. Nailed it. Hoger traffic come lagen. Yeah, they did it. They went from the left side of the road to the right side of the road all in one day. And I can't imagine what that costs just in terms of moving all the Samoa road signs. I think Samoa did the same thing. Did they really? I think so. It was, like all, it was like all in one day. You go to bed one night, you drive on one side of the road, you get up the next day, you drive on the other side of the road. couple accidents, obviously, at the beginning, uh, and then people adjusted. Yeah. I just feel like we don't live in that world anymore. Like people can get behind all one thing and like everyone's going to do it. I'm sure there were some naysayers back then, but now and then people would just like immediately attributed to some kind of control mechanism, new world order, some kind of thing. You, you know, know why, Bernie? Why? There was no inflation. It hadn't been invented yet. <laughs> or some companies making money from it somewhere, <laughs> right? They're just trying to make money from us. We should be compensated for this. Likewise, it is hard for us to imagine a world without work, but we seem to be headed that direction, and we're going to head that way either through regulation or via massive food riots, you know? And it's just, which way do you want to go, guys? Do you want to go... This way or do you want to go this way? We got to figure it out now before it comes our way. Yeah, I suspect food riots. I If we don't do anything, we don't seem to be doing a goddamn thing. Food riots are going to be the yeah, reason why that, it happens. That seems the track we're headed closer towards. Yes. Um, but we can do fun stuff like control mice with our brain in the meantime. Did oh, you it's Neur Neuralink. Yeah. So the last, like a, like a month ago, uh, Neuralink installed uh, the first unit in a human patient and... Um, they're now saying they Elon Musk is now saying um, that uh, this human patient uh, has made a full recovery and they're able to control a mouse on a screen, uh, like basically move the cursor around with their mind. The dude bought Bitcoin with it. That's weird. First thing <laughs> he ever did. <laughs> well, what do you think was the first thing the guy did with the mouse? What did he click on? But it was porn. Porn hub. They were, they were all so disappointed. <laughs> all the like, researchers oh, like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, no further details available yet. Um, I am curious, but I'm more curious to know if this this new patient has Elon Musk, like, whispering in his head now. Can you imagine letting Elon Musk live in your head? No. I'm just – I'm trying to think, like, everyday applications of this, and I didn't think that – Esports as a presentation could get any creepier where you have like. But where you're just like staring at the screen <laughs> and things are happening and there's explosions. Uh, it does, I think, have potential applications for in healthcare. Like imagine people who have become paralyzed. Yes. And they can interact with the world this way. That kind of thing is really cool. Yeah. Think how many people it help after they get crippled by having a chip put in their brain. <laughs> it helps so many people. <laughs> we can all have HUDs finally for the food riots.
Right, exactly. I, I, we talked about this before. It'd be really interesting the applications of like being able to store memories. Like yesterday, trying to remember our grocery list. That was something that you don't really think about. But what if you could just like literally pull that up? I almost went to my outsource brain, my smartphone right here, which is what this is what this is, right? Like I outsource all my memories and thoughts into this and even my now my like social interactions. It's all just outsourced into this thing. And if I can't find this thing, I just don't have that today. But I was going to look at this and see if like, oh, if, the, if our co-op membership, if it has what we bought yesterday, because it just it might have that on there somewhere. It probably does. I wonder if I can leave like dirty messages on your mental whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley does this thing. Have we were talking about this before. We went out. I had a beer at uh, dinner because What's Ashley up? was driving. Hey, there yeah, it is right up? there. <laughs> and, I, and I even said, I said, wow, I haven't had a drink in a long time. This is, yeah, I, I'm feeling this a little bit. I'm getting a little bit tipsy from one Guinness. And hey, how you doing? And Ashley goes, hey, what's up? And I'm like, why do you always do this? <laughs> the implication is what? That you need to get me drunk? <laughs> it's, it's the implication. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for us on this lovely Tuesday, 2-20-2024. I got to say, Ash, of all the things that we've adjusted to in the UK, the date thing, I still have to double check all the time. When I, when I look at milk and the milk is like, it's got an expiration date of October 11th and it's 10-11 and it's like, that can be dangerous because it's either October 11th or uh, November 10th. <laughs> and I'm always like, <laughs> have to do it. I don't do that with temperature. How the about other, you? No, the other thing that I have to double check a lot is uh, when fueling at, uh, at a fuel station, a gas station, the here they're switched. So green is unleaded, not diesel. Yes. And black is diesel, not unleaded. And every single time I fuel up, I have to look at the um, at the pumps just a little bit longer than usual, like hands on hips going, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I, I pick up the green one and I fuel up. But every single time, I triple check. I'm glad you do. I'm really glad you do. All right. Well, that does it for us February 20th, 2024. We will be back to talk to you tomorrow. We hope you'll be here as well. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.